Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Now it's time for Inside the Clubhouse, a show dedicated to the Chicago baseball fan, featuring the best Chicago baseball conversation as well as the big MLB topics, along with the biggest names, greatest guests, and listener interaction. Starring Score Baseball Insider Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel. It all starts right here, right now on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago's sports station. Good morning, everybody. A very, very busy baseball news day in our town yesterday. We've got Cubs stuff to talk about with Addison Russell being tendered a contract, among others, and a big pile of White Sox moves, including a trade for Alex Colomay. Later on, uh, we'll talk to our old friend Wayne Randazzo, the Mets broadcaster, about that blockbuster that approaches. And Joe Buck is going to come on in the 10 o'clock hour to talk about MLB-style television, compelling World Series, or not. Hello, Bruce Levine. Good morning. Good morning, Matt. Welcome back to your show, my show, and more importantly, baseball fans of Chicago's show. This is Inside the Clubhouse, as Matt said, and we're here for you for the next two hours, talking, slicing, dicing, all Cub moves, all White Sox moves, and as Matt said, a very busy day yesterday. We want to talk to you about the Addison-Russell situation. Now, uh, Avi Garcia, after five years with the White Sox, gone for nothing, just uh, released from uh, his position. All things we want to talk about with you. 312-644-6767. Text Matt at 67011. He'll read all that is worthy for the airwaves. And Addison Russell will begin with Matt. And uh, I know that... uh, it's a um, very sensitive situation all the way around. First, I want to know uh, basically your thoughts about him being tendered a contract. Well, I'm surprised that overall they are continuing the relationship. Um, I thought it was if you're going to do it, and all of these situations are very uh, specific and very unique, if you're going to do it, this is how you do it. In terms of the statement being um, very well written, also excellent PR, and Addison Russell coming out and taking responsibility really for the first time, although he admitted to nothing specific, he did take some responsibility here. They are willing to withstand the wrath of the public because of the value of the asset and because they are genuinely trying to be part a small part of the solution. I believe they are genuinely trying to do it right, and and and, and I believe that Theo Epstein is is coming from an honest place, an honest, good-hearted place. There. Is the timing of it right? Well, I mean, well they, they had to. They had to decide yesterday. No, but I mean, couldn't he have come out with a statement two weeks ago? I yes, but it seems to me they were really debating I mean, on whether too, to do it, this. My question to you and our listeners. Again, 312-644-6767 is our number. Mm. Matt, is is it too choreographed? You, we'll give you this contract. Here's our statement. Here's your statement. Here's for the public consumption to decide um, 
how they feel about it. This is our positioning on it. Uh, is is it too is it too combined right now, or should should this statement come out two weeks ago or a month ago from Addison saying what he's doing mm-hmm. specifically, where he's at, um, or uh, am I just looking at it and saying, um, you know? It, I don't like I don't like the combination of everything. It's too choreographed for me. Um, I would just like, you know, this separated a little bit where we have time to breathe with Addison Russell coming out and saying what he's doing. I think you're a professional organization, and if you're going to do it, then yeah, choreograph it, and make do the whole thing at once. I, I really do believe that if a ball club decides to keep a guy in this situation, and I'm surprised that they are, but if you decide to keep a guy, yesterday was the right way to do it. Well, the why transparency, are you surprised? the transparency of it, the sensitivity of it, the thorough nature of the communication, and the warning to Russell that's in there. The the quote, Bruce, that while this decision leaves the door open for Addison to later make an impact, it does not represent the finish line nor rubber stamp his future as a cub um it does however reflect our support for him as long as he continues to make progress he may not he still may not play for them. right but i mean is this about protecting an asset which has been yes. an important valuable part of your team now and maybe going forward or is it um uh, talking about um the cubs as an organization as a public entity of sorts, uh, protecting their image properly. Yeah, I, well, I think it's both of those things. I think once you've decided to to continue on and use the asset, then you have to try and do it from a public relations right. standpoint the right way. And I think they tried to. I, I am surprised they kept him, and that leads me to the baseball side of it, Bruce, which is that dovetails with everything else so far in this kind of distressing offseason or depressing offseason that their financial limitations appear very real. The fact that a trade is probably coming uh, appears very real. And is they're going he more to need tradable to do it. now? Well, he is tradable now as opposed to not being. So well, the- I mean, you know, it's not going to cost them one penny for Addison Russell mm-hmm. until the beginning of 2019. It's not, it, not one dime. The, it, it appears and, that And they, not even until May 3rd if right. they keep them. They decided they cannot afford as an organization to give up this asset for okay. nothing. They, okay. they, they can't afford to give and, it up for and, nothing. And, 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 and again, that is the conundrum here as to uh, trying to satisfy people and the way they look at this and also do the right thing for your organization, protecting an asset – uh, knowing he's an, a valuable worker that can bring mm-hmm. something back or continue to be uh, a positive thing for you, but dealing with the the very sensitive issue of uh, this particular case. Well, this was a procedural move that had to be decided upon by yesterday. They, they've they been trying to move him, don't you think, Bruce? They've been trying to see if there's a market out there yeah, to I mean, trade him. I mean, and wh- don't you think they will continue to do so? Yeah, I just don't. I mean... If you say he's an asset and you you trade him for five cents on the dollar, uh, is it really worth it? If it's a throw-in and it adds to the value of what you can offer as you try to move either Schwarber or Hap or that kind of thing, and you're also saying we'll give you this terrific defensive 24-year-old shortstop with a couple of years of control, then that five cents is is part of the value. the, The terrific part has to be questioned because of the results on the field. You can project it and look and say, 
He's had trouble off the field. He's been dealing this with this for two years. Terrific defensively, I think. I right. think I, I but, only but, uh, but has deteriorated uh, from an offensive point of uh, 21 homers, 95 RBIs, and an all-star starting performance in 2016 to the point where he was the fifth worst player in the National League last year, mm-hmm. uh, fifth lowest OPS in the game. So um, this is a, a great deterioration. The, the projection on so many different levels, Matt, including can can or will Russell get better with this uh, stuff being dealt with and eventually behind him? And will other teams look at it and say, yeah, uh, we're going to give you something really good for Addison Russell in return because we believe a change of venue is the the best thing for Addison Russell. Well, I think what they did yesterday and how they did it doubles as both, all right, we're going to stay committed to him and try to support him as he works on his stuff. And also, by the way, hey, other teams, look, Addison's trying. There's responsibility on Addison. Addison's statement says he is doing more therapy than what MLB has mandated. He's trying to get better as a human, and that obviously can happen for some people if they are truly committed. So it doubles yesterday as both PR for in-town and extending the window they have in terms of control to possibly trade him and telling other teams, look, this guy might be worth your investment, whatever it might be. Matt, Inside the Clubhouse, brought to you by your friends at Max and Benny's in Northbrook, your holiday home for the best food in Chicagoland. Here's the checklist. Best deli? Yes. The best restaurant in town? Yes, no doubt. The best bakery on the North Shore? Positively, yes. Dinners from 4 to 9 p.m. Feature full meals of roast beef, chicken, and the freshest whitefish and salmon in the city. Bakery goods to die for include sugar cookies, mandel bread, and homemade bagels, bialis, rye bread, challah at Max and Benny's. Private party room and business meeting area. Seats 10 to 150. Catering is king. Ask for John at maxandbennys.com. 30 minutes from downtown. 30 minutes from the Wisconsin border. Love you some Max and Benny's. And, Matt, here is the breakdown. Addison Russell will get paid somewhere close to $4 million if he is on the roster after May 3rd of 2018 and 19 for the Whites, for the Cubs. Addison Russell, if he is released 20 days before the first day of the season, mm-hmm. will be one-sixth. That means that he will be paid $666,000 in release. So this procedural move yesterday, Bruce, gives them a chance to possibly trade him, continue the conversation, and they can still, if they want, cut him for $660,000 before 20 the days season. before. Now, if they cut him uh, within five days before opening day, they pay him one quarter, which would be a million dollars. So they have even more time to make that decision. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so the scale slides. Opening and they have day, all the way it'll be right then. around $4 million. Uh, and uh, they won't have to pay the first month of that because he still is suspended for 28 days until May 3rd. So that'll be a prorated amount at that point. So there's plenty of hoops to jump through uh, continuing on watching Addison Russell and the Cubs. That's good information. And Theo said at the GM meetings, Bruce, that – Quote, before he can play another game in a Cubs uniform, we need to know that he's serious about self-improvement and has grown to the point where he would represent the club well. If he's serious about that part of it, and, you know, people can be as skeptical as they want to be, but they have this time here to still check it out. 
and see, is he really serious about it? The statement was good yesterday, which I'm sure they helped him craft. Right. Um, but, you know, does he actually give a crap? Does he actually want to improve as a, as a human and, and take responsibility and culpability for this? Here's where social media is interesting because you'll, you'll read an awful lot of things about this is a bad mistake. Uh, the Cubs are putting their athlete ab- uh, above where their social commitment should be in this case. Uh, you're going to read a lot ab- about that. Uh, but y- do you have to look at social media, Matt, for what it is, which is developed into something that is probably 80%, uh, I want to get my voice out there. I want to let you know how I feel about this. And the people who agree with it don't respond. Well, there's uh, the, every one of these situations is an opportunity for moralizing and soapboxing. But if and, you agree, you don't, you don't go on social media and say, you know what, I agree with this. Uh, I mean, you, you might get a few responses. Most responses, I believe, will be, this is a mistake and here's why. Yeah, I, I think I think that's true. That's right. you're going to get that. For, but is for that most really of these a things. consensus of how people feel or the the way that social media is? I think once the dust settles, Bruce, on this, people will will understand and that if you are going to be an organization that continues to use people assets that may be reprehensible in some form or fashion then the best you can do is try to say that you're honest and try to be transparent, try to be open about it and try to be genuine about it. Like having a problem with the Astros when they say, we have zero tolerance around here, zero tolerance for anything. And then they go out and get Roberto Osuna. Well, that rings unbelievably hypocritical and hollow. And I realized that some people feel that way about the Cubs after they talked about character and guys in the clubhouse and everything, and then sold their soul and went and got Araldus Chapman for, for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. That, gave, that showed you what, it, what it's about here. It is about winning. And, and there was damage with Russell. There'll be, I mean, there was damage with Chapman. There's a little bit of damage um, with getting Daniel Murphy. And there'll be some damage here in supporting Addison Russell. That's the price of doing business. 312-644-6767. Chime in on this subject. We'll be talking about the White Sox trades and moves, the Cubs trades and moves. Uh, we will talk to Wayne Randazzo about a big trade happening with the Mets in Seattle that probably will come down early next week if it doesn't fall apart. Also, uh, Joe Buck will be joining us as well, the announcer of everything in sports Seriously. at uh, 1025. Hey, um, Matt, as far as uh, the responsibility of a sports entity, if, if Bruce Levine is caught uh, doing something unethical, uh, abusing somebody, um, should I automatically lose my job or should I go through the protocol of um, rehabilitation? Should I be allowed to continue to work or, uh, depending on the severity of the incident, I uh, have a chance to continue to work and rehab. That's up to the employer, right. isn't it? But but I'm saying, what's your general thought? My it, it, that each situation is is very specific and individual, and I'd want to know if you're right. a piece of crap or not, Bruce. I'd I'd want to know if you personally are somebody worth investing for, and your value to the radio right. station does factor into that. This is this is right. the real world here. So what I'm trying to get around to directly is. If if you are in a uh, 
if you're working for a company like the Cubs, like Russell is, they have a Major League Baseball plan in place for these specific things if they occur, these abuse type situations if they occur. And now they're ramping that up uh, and doing right. more with it um, because they realize that it's not Should everybody be enough. allowed to go through the process or should should people sometimes automatically just be released? Uh, you, you know, that's that's a huge societal issue. Yeah. And, and it depends on not only the employer's perspective, but also how you feel about what works in these situations. A lot has been written. There's a lot of debate about whether a a, a, a single action response is really effective or not. Like if somebody does something, throw them away. Immediately throw them away and get rid of them. Like if you're genuinely trying to help somebody grow and rehabilitate from being uh, an abuser, like Addison Russell apparently was, there is widespread debate on what you're actually supposed to do. Let's take a couple calls before we hit a break. Again, uh, we'll continue to take your calls all the way through. Two hours of baseball talk here on Inside the Clubhouse. He's Matt. I'm Bruce. We're here for you every Saturday between 9 and 11. This hour is brought to you by Web Chevy. Searching for a great deal on Chevys in Chicago. Visit Web Chevy in Plainfield or Oak Lawn. This is Joe on the north side on 670 The Score. What do you say, Joe? How are you? Hey, guys. How you doing? Great. So, Bruce kind of... Bruce kind of just hit on the on the point that I was going to bring up. So obviously Addison isn't the only, uh, you know, employee of an employer that's that's had issues like this. So I mean, you know, there's there's a bigger microscope with professional athletes, but shouldn't we kind of be embracing the Cubs a little bit here that they want to be part of the solution long term? You know, at, at the end of the day, if you're just kicking people to the curb, you know, how are you truly helping society? So obviously there's, you know, there's different degrees of um, you know, abuse is abuse, but at the end of the day, how are we as a society going to try to, you know, enhance and move in a positive direction to help right. people? Well, I guess the exception, yeah, the exception is uh, Bruce Levine, sanitary engineer, uh, gets fired for this. Does Addison Russell get a pass because he's a entertainer and professional ball player? Well, that's that's part of the equation, obviously. But Joe's point about if you are genuinely trying to help somebody and to work on a situation, then you don't just throw somebody away. You don't just throw somebody away. I, I you, agree. You, you do the kind of thing that the Cubs are actually talking about here, which is that they're trying to support Addison. They're making sure he's taking responsibility. They themselves are, quote, taking a hard look at how we can support domestic violence prevention in our own workplace. We're dedicating more resources to expand training for our players, and they're engaging the appropriate experts to help us design programs. This is a very deeply thought-out thing. Right. And then it becomes whether you actually believe again, in this kind of stuff or I, not. Again, the, to me, the timing of it could have been staggered. I, I disagree because right. they had to make the choice by yesterday. I, I, they I, had to make the choice in the contract by yesterday. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have to have all this to consume in one day. Understood. Um, but I, I, think it's, I think it's consumable. It comes down to whether you actually believe that the Cubs and Theo Epstein cares about people. Do you think? Like, I believe do you, they do. I, I absolutely believe uh, I, he does. I believe, I believe we that, both we both know him a little bit. And, I know of his charity work quite and, a bit. And there, there's no, there's no record, uh, nothing on record for Russell before this. Mm-hmm. So well, uh, you know, it's it's first time. It doesn't make it any better, but it's still first time. Um, but it's also not one time. It's I, it's long time apparently over the course I, of their relationship. Uh, getting it right for everybody is really difficult. It's really difficult. Because uh, you have to look at Melissa Reedy 
and her part of it. You have to look at um, the Cubs organization and what they want from their players. You have to look at the Major League Baseball protocol. Uh, This is a collective bargaining agreement uh, situation that the protocol for these type of situations is already in place. It's up to the Cubs to decide if they want to employ Edison Russell. But these situations are already in place and will be monitored by Major League Baseball. Let's talk to Matt in River North, who would like to talk to Bruce. What's up, Matt? Hey, fellas. This is my take on the Addison Russell thing. I still have not heard one thing. What do his teammates think of him? Is he liked in the clubhouse? You know, I think that would be a big factor for me. You know, this thing is outside of sports at this point to me. If he can play and he doesn't do it again and he plays well, it'll be forgotten. But I want to know, what do his teammates say? What does Anthony Rizzo think of him? Do they like him? Is he a likable guy? You know, does he come to work and practice hard and do everything else that he's supposed to do? I think he he didn't play well because he was injured a lot with his hand. You know, I mean, I saw Phil Rogers on and saying he still a, was a two-war player. He's a great glove, and they don't win the World Series yeah. without him. Yeah, I don't I don't know if he's a two-war player in 2018, but uh, I think he was surprisingly. Well, enough. it was all defense, yeah. you know, and range you know, factored in because it was certainly. The offense wasn't there. We, we got to take a break, Matt, but uh, we're going to continue on. 312-644-6767 is our number for Inside the Clubhouse. Text Matt at 67011. Uh, yeah, I want I want you to speak to that as best you can, whether teammates uh, liked Russell or not, and we can talk about some other stuff here. It's 67011 to text, as Bruce said. It's 670 the score Inside the Clubhouse. Welcome back in on 670 The Score. Matt Spiegel and Bruce Levine, of course, here on Inside yes. the Clubhouse. Steve Rosenblum in the house getting warmed up in the bullpen. Yes. He's, uh, uh, he's going to be uh, all ready for you at 11 o'clock. That's, that's, I, I'm looking forward to that. That means I, I am done with you. you yes. Know? When that's 11 always o'clock a good comes. thing, isn't Woo! it? That's a, it's a bonus. Then you have Rosie, so <laughs> good luck. Hey, <laughs> man. We don't get to choose our lot in life sometimes, no, Bruce. No. No, actually, I. I but I'm, it's always entertaining radio. So I, I, absolutely. People have to pay attention. And uh, an enjoyable conversation, even if it gets a little contentious. It's like we're trying to cover the entirety of this Addison Russell thing, and there are a lot of levels there. The textures coming in, Bruce, at 67011 are, are all over the board, as you would do expect. You want, do you, are you tempted to read some real mean ones? Um, well, there's a couple. Go ahead. Go well, ahead. Well, there, well, actually, there's a couple that say. Uh, the throw to the side, a player that has lower potential. This is only because Russell has potential. He's, he's an asset, but this is not – there are a ton of players with much more potential and more value on the Cubs. You know, uh, There's a lot of them. They, they just traded Tommy Lestella, okay? And he was a lesser talent. Not, to, not that this is comparable, but, but it, it, it does fall in the genre. He, um, two years ago, during their run for the championship, he was sent to the minor leagues and he quit. Flat out quit. He went home and he wasn't an important piece of the Chicago Cubs, at least to the fan base and uh, exterior wise. But to the organization, he was important uh, as a person. They reached out to him. Uh, Joe Madden reached out to him. Epstein and Hoyer mm-hmm. uh, stood and listened to him and to Madden. They made their case, and they brought him back, okay? And, and, and what do you think that story tells you about how That's, they deal with people? The story tells me is that they, they do care about They genuinely people. care about right. people. And he was a 25th man, an important piece, a, 
outstanding pitch hitter. He just led the league uh, in pinch hits this year with 24. They're going for a more uh, all-around player going forward. They think Tommy. But um, I, I think it does point out that uh, they look at the individual and some of the things that he was going through. Mm-hmm. Um, questioning and questioning authority, first of all, Matt, saying, no, you're not sending me to the minor leagues. I'm going home because I'm a major league player. That was his mentality. And he had to get over the fact eventually, after about a month, return to the minor leagues and then return to the Cubs to be an important, productive player for them uh, for the World Series. And it's a success story. That ended up being a success story because you went on to have a relationship with right. Tom Listella for another couple of years. Right. And he got his life in a better place. And he was an effective pinch hitter for you. I think the way that they did this yesterday, Bruce is the way that I would earnestly want someone to deal with my kid if my kid is 24 and has found a terrible path. Like, this is, you don't just throw somebody away. You you actually try and invest in them. You try to make them take responsibility. You, as an organization, look inward and say, what could we have done better when we acquired this guy? What can we do better from now on? They're doing that, and I genuinely believe they give a crap. As a baseball consumer, there was too much for me to consume on one day. Okay. I would have liked to have had some <laughs> layers to it. Okay. I would have liked to have been fluffed into it a little bit. Okay. But I agree with what they did and I agree with the responsibility. I just felt there was too much for me to consume for one day. This is Dave on the North side on six seventy. the score. What's up, Dave? You're on inside the clubhouse. Yeah. So I, my question is this, if there had been video of, Russell doing what he did to his wife, like there has yeah. been of Kareem Hunt mm-hmm. and Ray Rice. Do you think we have a different outcome here? And I'll hang up and listen. It's a, it's a great question because uh, well, we, we don't know what he did. Well, no, but the Chiefs say that they didn't know what Kareem Hunt did exactly until the video surfaced. Some people don't believe the Chiefs in that. Some people do. But they swiftly and quickly uh, did what they did. The Baltimore Ravens and the NFL eventually had to take severe action against Ray Rice because that video was just too shocking and, uh, and, and too emotionally affecting to the public. The Cubs do not have that video issue to deal Here's with. Here's what we do know. He admitted to forms of abuse. Okay. Uh we don't have to uh, really know any anything more than that other than the fact that he's taking on the blame. He's taking on the responsibility uh, that this was his problem and that he needs to rehab from it. He needs to be a better person. Uh, he needs to be a better parent. He needs to be a better teammate. He needs to be a better representative of the Chicago Cubs. These are all things that he has to – he has a long and uh, intense check checklist of things that he has to check off Mm -hmm. and uh if he does the work and um everybody signs off on it i think he deserves another chance uh i'd like to hear from his wife again um if she's willing to voice her opinion on it it might be uh, a benefit to other people as to how to uh, comprehend this totally the cubs say they're continuing conversation with melissa reedy and uh listening 
to her. Right. Uh, the bottom of the hour was brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. Looking for something to do this weekend? Experience the Chicago Wolves game tonight at 7 or Sunday at 4 at Allstate Arena. On Sunday, bring a new stuffed animal for the Wolves. Inaugural teddy bear toss. Free parking for all fans this season, courtesy of Kia. Going to do a lot of White Sox stuff at the top right. of the hour. Let's take another uh, phone call here on the Cubs uh, situation. This is Mike and Bartlett on the score. Hello, Mike. Hey, good morning, guys. I'm going to switch topics on you for a second and ask about the non-tendering of Torres. And they they just recently traded for him. And if the idea was to trade for him and then non-tender him, I don't really understand the strategy unless they thought they can bring him back on a lesser deal later. But if indeed they did intend to keep him, what changed or what was the thinking uh, between the time that they uh, traded for him and the non-tender deadline? Okay. So here's 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 my answer to it. Um, they are in the midst of trade talks. They are in the midst of looking at free agents. Matt, they've cleared uh, four spots on their roster. You, their forty man is at thirty six right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, their forty man was at thirty six a year ago, December, with, when in four days they signed Steve Ciszek, Brendan Morrow. And uh, um, Drew Smiley. Okay, you have to have spots open on your forty-man roster in order to add. Otherwise, you have to take people off, and you lose them as free agents. They probably have progressed to the point that in the next week or ten days before the winter meetings start, uh, really a week from tomorrow or a week from Monday, um, they might have a DJ Lemayu as their second baseman. They might have a uh, Daniel Descalso as a backup. So they are progressing on. What we see is just them trading for Tories. We don't know the length or the, uh, the where they're at in their discussions on other players. So they they, firm, the spot. they firmly wanted the spot. Now, it, it would have only been $900,000 to tender him a contract. Right. So that doesn't seem like it's a financial situation, but it's a spot situation, like you say. Is it possible that they have a relationship with Torres? I, and, and I, is, I and was it, told yes. Right? And they did because he was here I, before. I was told, yes, he's free to sign elsewhere, but they, have a they, relationship. they could have a relationship that after the winter meetings, uh-huh. the agent's been told... Uh, there's a good likelihood that we're going to sign your they're, guy. They were going to sign your guy, and maybe for a couple of years. Maybe so. Right, a couple yeah. years and a touch more money, or right. a couple of years a little because more security. He, he is a good ball player, and he's a, a really good backup, and uh, the, the Cubs are going to need that. But if LeMayu is part of the mix, is if Descalso is part of the mix, then uh, they don't want to have to make that commitment right now. And yet Theo traded for him once before as part and, of the and Sean what did they, Marshall what did trade. they really give up? Uh, uh, for this deal? Yeah. Uh, nothing. So yeah. it's the fact that all of a sudden you have him and it's like, okay, supposedly a great, um, energetic clubhouse presence as well and a good dude. So you're thinking they're going to keep him. But yeah, the relationship is there. They so owe, maybe they'll they go the back Yankees and address a player it. to be named later. That's it. Or money. Who's that player to be named later going to be? Could be him. They can't do that anymore. No, no, not anymore. They used to be able to do that. Randy Kutcher, I yeah, believe, was I a player, so. his own player to right. be named later in right. his trade. 670, the score is where you are. Let's talk about this blockbuster trade that is apparently approaching because it's a really weird one, an interesting one. And uh, then top of the hour, lots of White Sox stuff and Joe Buck next hour. It's Inside the Clubhouse on 670, the score. (music) 670, the score. You're listening to Inside the Clubhouse. 
Bottom of the hour was brought to you by New City Mariano's. Discover New City and experience an exciting mix of shopping, dining, and entertainment right in the heart of Lincoln Park at Clybourne Avenue and Halstead Street. Parking is available or take the red line to North End Clybourne. For more information, visit experiencenewcity.com. Boy, times have changed. I used to play basketball at the New City YMCA years and years ago. It's not really? there. Not there anymore. But how, there's a Mariano's How are the there. knees and ankles now? Um, they're okay. That's not where I blew out the ACL. Okay. But thanks for asking. And I know that's not why you called. My first co-host on Inside the Clubhouse five years ago. Yeah? It's a guy we're going to talk to right now. How about that? Mets broadcaster Wayne Randazzo, our old pal, is on the hotline. Hello, Wayne. What's up, guys? You know, I was the second co-host. Oh, that's ben right. Pinfer, I think, yeah, had ben, it for like two weeks. Yeah, and then Ben, uh, <laughs> so he, he got a better offer, he said, right? So, so, yeah. So does this mean I, Bruce, will eventually do 40 games a year for the Mets? It's No, what it means is that uh, there are bigger and better things for you to do down the road than co-host with me. It's, this is a jumping-off <laughs> point for people in, in more ways than one. Uh, Wayne, how are you? Uh, I know you've been doing fantastic work with the Mets. Uh, you know, it's been a, a great time for you there over the last three years now. Is it three? Uh, actually, I've done four seasons. Oh, geez. This Crazy. Be my fifth coming up. Yeah, it's, I've been there a little while now. So uh, it's been great. And, you know, looking forward to uh, what's ahead. You uh, you have a new uh, president and general manager there. And it looks like you have a blockbuster deal on the table here between the New York Mets and Seattle Mariners. Um there's so many moving parts here that I don't expect anything to be talked about or done possibly before early next week. Tell us a little bit about what you know about the uh, Cano Diaz and Bruce uh, uh, and uh, combination of five other players going to Seattle. Yeah, it seems like most of the players are, are decided, certainly Cano and Edwin Diaz coming from the Mariners, Jay Bruce, Anthony Swarzak going to the going to Seattle along with uh, Jared Kelnick, who would be the Mets' first-round pick last year. He's a high school guy, and actually a pretty young high school bat even at that. He turned 18 after he was drafted, so he's still just 18 years old. A lot of potential there, but uh, certainly a guy that's a long way away from the major leagues. And uh, on top of that, they're trading another former first-round pick in, in Justin Dunn. I think there was another reliever, uh, a hard-throwing guy that they have in AAA. Yeah, Bautista. Named uh, yeah. Jerson Bautista, yeah. So, the five players going to Seattle, two coming over to the Mets, and, and, and two big ones for the, as far as the Mets are concerned with Edwin Diaz, uh, a closer that they desperately need. Uh, it seems like they don't want to go spend $50 million on a Craig Kimbrell uh, or, or bring back Jerry's Familia or somebody like that. So uh, Diaz, a guy who's under control for a long time. He's got four more years of team control. And plus uh, an aging Robinson Cano, uh, certainly a, a bloated contract at the end here for Cano. But I think that's the sticking point is how much money the Mariners will pay for that remaining contract. Cano is still owed about $120 million, And uh, I think once they figure out the financials of it, that, that this trade will get done. It's fascinating because it reminds me a lot of what we used to call NBA-style trades, that have now become more in vogue in baseball reminds me a little of the Red Sox bailout when the Dodgers took Adrian Gonzalez and Josh Beckett and Carl Crawford and and everybody. Um, and the Dodgers were trying to win. This is the Mets trying to win right now and maximize the moments here where they should have a theoretically healthy Noah Syndergaard, right? A theoretically healthy Stephen mm-hmm. Matz. And now you're adding 
the best closer in baseball uh, last year. And and the financials. This is the Mets want to win right now in that division, don't they? Well, they still feel like with their starting pitching that they can compete. If you look at the top eight starting staffs in in baseball in 2018, seven of them were either in the playoffs or very close. And then there was the Mets, who you know lost close to 90 games. So that they feel like that there is just something missing there because they shouldn't be as bad as they've been the last couple of years, considering how good the starting pitching was. You know, Jacob deGrom ends up famously winning the Cy Young Award with by far and away the fewest wins that any starting pitcher has ever had doing so. So they need to put this thing together around these pitchers. They have one more year of Zach Wheeler. They've got at least two more of deGrom. If they can extend him, great. And then Syndergaard and Matt have three more years of team control. So, Hmm. you know, they still feel like the time is now to build around this team, to build around the starting rotation, and to try to win right now. They, they feel like there's some good offensive parts. Michael Conforto had a great second half. Brandon Nimmo had a breakout season. So they feel like that if they can just find some players, especially in the bullpen and in the starting lineup to complement the pitchers, that they should be able to get right back into a division that, while it might be kind of crowded near the top, there's no runaway favorite either. There's There's no team that's destined to win 95 to 100 games that you just can't beat right now you know atlanta's on the rise they won the division the phillies who knows how much money they're going to spend to try to make their team better and i don't think washington even without bryce harper if if he doesn't come back is a team that's just going to roll over so it's going to be a competitive division but certainly one that is there for the take chicago's own and mets broadcaster wayne randazzo joining us on inside the clubhouse Wayne, uh, is this more of a statement from the New York Mets now with a hiring uh, Van Wagenen and now um, talking about a huge deal where they're going to take on uh, likely $60 million of uh, Cano's contract here uh, in in this type of deal that uh, 10 years down the road for the uh, family uh, from the Madoff situation that the Mets are back at, at being a main player when it comes to being a uh, big market club, well, well, we'll see. I mean, I you know, I think if you want to really extend yourself in that way, you 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 do have to go sign a Bryce Harper or a Manny Machado or or somebody that's a high priced free agent to to kind of show that. I mean, if you're getting Robinson Cano at a discount price and trading one of your or two of your first round picks, I don't know that that necessarily says you're you're ready to spend money with the big boys. But you know, maybe maybe they still will. Maybe this is just a, a starting block for them. Maybe they can still go out and and make some noise in free agency. I and mean, they're they're kind of trying to reconstruct this roster. I think that's another part of this. That if Bruce and Swarzak are gone, they non-tendered Wilmer Flores yesterday. So they're they're trying to figure out ways to get maybe a little bit more athletic. You'd like to see them get a little bit younger. Although Cano certainly doesn't accomplish that. So if there's a way for them to continue forward and bring in some guys that maybe at least can play the outfield, play some defense. A.J. Pollock sitting out there, I think he would be a great fit for them. Uh, although guys had some injury problems, certainly in his career. But there's there's still some work to be done for this team after this before they can sit there and say that, that they're ready to win right now. This is a, a step in that direction, but there, there's more work to do. Jacob deGrom's agent until uh, very recently was your GM, Brody Van Wagenen. <laughs> Robinson Cano's agent at one time was Brody Van Wagenen. This is a really 
interesting thing to watch. What have you learned so far about about him and what he's going to do? And it's, you know, how do you not play favorites with guys who were your clients as recently as like two months ago? Yeah, the the, the Brody Van Wagenen all-star team is what he's trying to uh, put together, it looks like. But he, I don't know. He, he said he was going to be aggressive. He said he wanted to win now. That That was really what set him apart. As far as the other GM candidates, I, I don't think uh, Fred Wilpon is into his 80s now. And, you know, we kind of saw this play out in Detroit with Mike Illich. And you could see it to some extent with, with Jerry Reinsdorf and the White Sox that, that they, at, at, as these owners get older, they don't want to go through a, a rebuild necessarily. They, they don't want to sit there and, and watch three, four, five losing seasons before they can be competitive. I think Jeff Wilpon is willing to do that. But at this point, Fred isn't, and they wanted a GM who was going to come in and try to take advantage of the next few seasons, try to take advantage of the starting pitchers the way they are, Mm. and to try to win now. And I think that Brody committed to that when he was interviewing for the job. I think that's a large part of the reason why he got it. You know, um, Wayne, the the way that you went about um, becoming a broadcaster, working all these years uh, at this station – doing a play-by-play in the minor leagues uh, for basketball and everything else. What can you advise some young broadcasters out there about the track and about where you can go to be as successful as you've been and and how difficult it is? What what is the commitment like? Uh, What did you have to sacrifice along the way? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. It's tough. It's a a tough business. I think we all go through it. I know know Spiegs has uh, had his own journey to – to be where, where he's at. And, uh, you know, as far as play-by-play guys, um, you know, I, I think some people look at them as a dime a dozen. You know, we're out there, we're everywhere, and, and, and we can they could just plug people in, and everybody will do the job virtually the same way. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I think that's kind of been created by uh, the fact that there's, individuality that's kind of been lost in the business you, you got to be careful about what you say all the time and that kind of kills you know would harry Carey be successful these days no, he would have never gotten to the post yeah, yeah i don't think you would no um so you know there's there's something to that too but i think if you work hard and, and you network and and you're willing to to not make much money early on in your career and you're willing to move and to relocate to uh, towns that maybe you've never even heard of to to go and and get your reps and 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 become good at this. That you know eventually doors will open, and I've been fortunate that that doors have opened for me. And uh, hopefully, you make the most of those situations when you get in there. It's it's not easy, but if you grind through it and uh, you've got a, a little speck of talent, maybe you can make something out of it. That's well said. Uh, be kind, be nice to people, and work hard, because uh, you, you're making an impression every single interaction you have, and you never know who's going to end up being your boss and, and, in a decade. And, and remember to slip uh, somebody 20 bucks or 100 <laughs> bucks once in a while when you, when you have to. It all, that always worked for me. That's why I've always I've had my mediocre career uh, throughout these many years. I, I, I was going to say, I don't know if you used the 20s appropriately. Well, you know, that's, you know, it, 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 it definitely got me where I am right now which is i don't know where but uh i'm here at the score and happy to be here wayne uh always uh enjoy listening to you keep up the great work and uh, welcome back to chicago i know you got a lot of family here and uh, you're visiting a little bit so uh take care and thanks for joining us uh, filling us in on the trade that's probably going to come up next week 
All right, thanks a lot, guys. Always good to talk to you. Thanks, right. Wayne. Appreciate it. Uh, Bruce, my nephew, is a broadcasting student, a play-by-play kid at Syracuse as a junior right now. He couldn't get into a good school. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. But, like, talk about everybody learning in the same kind of way, but then you try to find your individuality yeah. and how do you set yourself apart and get on the path. It's, it's crazy. A lot of people want those jobs. It, it's really tough, and it, it takes an awful lot of hard work, and it takes a uh, – a person along the way to identify your talent and get you going. It's it's not the easiest thing in the in the world to do, and Wayne's done a great job at it. When we come back, Matt, White Sox talk, the deals that they made, the deal that they made yesterday, Garcia gone, Davidson gone. Your reaction, 312-644-6767. We'll continue to take calls in the Cubs and their moves coming up. Everything baseball here on Inside the Clubhouse. And Joe Buck at about 1025. Keep it right here on The Score. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.